The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, go! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing... Oh my god. Oh god. Oh, it's the big one. Don't die. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making us sound good today on what would have been his 92nd birthday, a legit legend, Chuck Berry. Hey, all right. That is someone that, go. for all the talk, like my wife's from St. Louis, mm-hmm. for all the talk that people have about... Um, um, you know, all the things about St. Louis, I feel like they, they understate the fact that Chuck Berry, yeah. like, posted up in St. Louis. Come yeah, on, man. man. Blueberry he's, Hill. He's awesome. Yeah. Blueberry Hill's also another cool place to go in St. Louis. It is a cool place to go. Decent burgers. Yeah, decent burgers. Really good burgers. Oh, nice. yeah. And sitting to my right, the Joe West to my Angel Hernandez, our West oh, African Prince, Ishmael okay. Johnson. Not the Joe West to uh, Astros fans? <clears throat> today, today, <clears throat> today is Thursday, October 18th, 2018, 35 days until Thanksgiving. Enjoy those comments, Max. Episode 645, 645, the number of hits for Jeff Burroughs in his illustrious Texas Rangers career uh, and Washington Senators, 1970, 1976. That is your 1974 American League MVP. On today's show, guys, we got a lot of stuff, including Thursday. We're going an hour. We're doing it live. After it. We'll do it live. Um, we're due, we've got Thursday games of the week. 12-15, huge guest. So excited to talk to the head coach of San Elizario, Coach Ray Aguilar. Um, this San Elizario team is special. What they've already done is so remarkable. This is, uh, if you have never heard of San Elizario, uh, it's probably because, like honestly, the, uh, the football team has been uh, kind of bad. They haven't won more than five games in a season since 1999, uh, and they are 5-2 and two this year. Uh, they are rolling right now. So we will talk to the head coach of the Eagles, first-year head coach, Ray Aguilar, coming up here in just a bit. Then we're going to have the picks, my high school football predictions for the week's eight biggest games in the state, uh, including Canadian and Childress and Shadow Creek and Friendswood, plus many, many more. And then America's favorite segment, free money. We'll get to that. Got a few things to do right off the top, guys. Let's talk about a uh, big game in Midland tomorrow. Uh, Midland Christian, this is part of our Midland Spotlight. Um, Game of the, uh, our our Midland Spotlight, or we were spotlighting games in the Midland according to our visit uh, for our friends at Visit Midland. Um, if you're heading out that way, and you should head out there and check out Argyle Liberty Christian taking on Midland Christian. Um, Argyle Liberty Christian taking a five-hour road trip west mm. to to Midland Christian to take on the unbeaten Midland Christian uh, Mustangs. This team is rolling right now. Their running game. Uh, is going well. Matthew Madison has been great. Their quarterback, Rhett Clark, has been good as well. That's one of those programs out there, private school programs that you can, boy, you can, you know, they are as consistent as the day is long. 7-0, 1-0 in district. A, key, a critical district game here. Argyle Liberty Christian, um, a team that, uh, you know, is probably a swing game in this district. That if, if, like, the wheels get right back on for Argyle Liberty Christian, if they can go out west and beat Midland Christian. But Midland Christian, I think, has to be your favorite in this one. Uh, 
of course, if you're going out to Midland, make sure uh, you check out texasfootball.com slash visit Midland. Uh, we've got a ton of great stuff up there, including places to stay, places to eat, things to do. You know we like food on this show, so we've got good food recommendations there. Uh, make it a weekend out there in the beautiful Permian Basin. It's our Visit Midland Spotlight Game of the Week. Argyle Liberty Christian at Midland Christian. Uh, should be a fun game out there, so head out there to the Permian Basin. The Dave Campbell's Texas football crew is getting on the road. We are heading out uh, to, what is the game? Irving MacArthur and Irving Nimitz. Uh, that is happening tomorrow night. Our friends, uh, are we're, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew will be there. So make sure you go and you bother Taylor. He's the tall gentleman. Uh, and do not bother Kendall. That's the, the short, lovely young lady. Don't mess with her. We've all got her back. Uh, but um, Taylor's please, fair game. Yeah, but make sure you go. Yeah, Taylor, whatever you want to do to him. But make sure you go and you, you visit our sponsors uh, that we're, we're rolling in with um, our partners at Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Takis, In-N-Out Burger, and main event. Uh, it's uh, Irving Nimitz and Irving MacArthur going on tomorrow. Uh, go bother the Dave Campbell's Texas C- football crew, part of them, and make sure you go see our partners there, Body Armor, Texas Army National Guard, Takis, In-N-Out, and main event. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has teamed up with North Texas Honda dealers to shine a light on uh, influential individuals who are helpful in their local community. And we're going to be out at the Arlington at Arlington Martin game Friday night honoring community helper Sergeant Brian Jones. So be on the lookout for the helpful uh, helpful Honda team, and you might just get a random act of helpfulness from our friends at the North Texas Honda dealers. So Thursday is upon us, guys. Week 8 of the Texas high school football season is officially underway. Uh, well, not underway. It's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Guys, let's not go crazy. Got some time. <laughs> got some time. You got a couple minutes before the, before the game starts. But big games across the state per usual on a, on a Thursday night. It's actually, a, I would say, a decent uh, Thursday night slate. There have been a couple weeks where it's kind of been – there may have been one game. I think it's actually pretty deep. Out in El Paso, big game. Uh, El Paso Coronado and El Paso Franklin are, gonna, are going to uh, um, do battle in – a critical district game. I think a big bounce back game for, for Coronado. They need this one. Uh, after they lost last week to Montwood, 17-10, to they got to get back on track. Um, they, uh, you know, Garrett Slaughter, their, their, running game, or their running back has been very good. Defensively, has, they've, been, they've been largely great, but they got to get that, that offense going. Franklin, they're going to throw the ball over the field. Teddy Pedroza, their quarterback, has been great. And they've got a number of playmakers. He's probably the best quarterback in District 1-6A. Uh, so keep an eye on this game out there in the Sun Bowl. If you ever need a reason to go to the Sun Bowl, here's a great reason tonight. Go out there Thursday. Uh, El Paso Coronado and El Paso Franklin. Staying out west, Amarillo Tascosa welcomes in Odessa Permian. Long road trip for Mojo. Um, and a, a pretty critical district game. Uh, when you look at District 2-6A, both these teams are 1-0 in district. Both teams 4-2, and although I would say that uh, Permian's probably played the tougher schedule. You know, that we saw last week against Odessa, um, the Permian offense is starting to hit his stride. Peyton Powell, the quarterback, is stepping up. Um, they, they, we knew they had Ed Williams, the running back. Um, the defense is going to get tested again because Tascosa, they've got King Doru, uh, the, who just committed to, we talked with, uh, Purdue, Purdue. He's, he's a, he's a Purdue, uh, commit now. Uh, he, uh, he's a tough runner. He's a tough runner, and if they can get um, if they can get a little bit of passing offense um, going, you know they run that flex bone offense. But if they can hit a couple of plays to keep this Permian defense off balance, I think they've got a chance. And remember, don't forget, long road trip for Mojo. Mm-hmm. So they got to go up to Amarillo, and then another big game. This one down in the Piney Woods, Lamar Consolidated welcomes in Huntsville. Uh, Huntsville, number five team in our five A Division two rankings and um, and rolling. Their one loss is that that loss to College Station. I think we all agree with that. Um, Matthew Southern, their quarterback's been great. 
Jaron Green, their they're running back. Uh, the defense is where I, I want to see them step up. I want to see them step up, especially going up against a, uh, a Lamar consolidated team that, um, that's got a number of, of playmaking playmakers like B.J. Harris. Uh, defense, I want to see step up for Huntsville. This is a big game. Um, I think this is a big test on the road. Huntsville going over to Rosenberg, so keep an eye on this one. Other games, keep an eye on Pleasanton and Bernie. I want to see if Pleasanton can bounce back after two consecutive losses. Uh, they've got that 5-2, and two, but most importantly, they're 0-2 in district. Going up against Bernie, who is looking very, very good. Cole Boyd has been excellent. Cattle Mills and Dallas Roosevelt. Step's going to be at this one. Going to go see the Foxes. Um, Sunnyvale, probably the favorite in this district, but this might be for second place. Uh, big game here. Uh, you know, Cattle Mills needs to get back on the good foot. Uh, but Dallas Roosevelt is, um, is is averaging 50 points a game in their last two. And then way out west, up in the Panhandle, um, Panhandle, South Plains, that area, Dalhart visits Lubbock Estacado. Um, both teams coming off a bye. We're uh, coming off a district win. Um, they meet up, and this, this is probably... I think if Estacado wins this one, I think that they're probably my favorite to win that district. So those are Thursday games to keep an eye on in Texas high school football. Of course, we've got complete coverage of TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. You get two magazines, two magazines. You get the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which we're working on right now. Uh, that's mailed to you right after Thanksgiving. Profile and more than 400 prospects around the state. You also get um, the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas football, uh, the magazine that, that made us famous, uh, 400 pages previewing every high school football, college football, pro team in the state, recruiting, all sorts of goodness. It's the one that's on the back of your toilet. You get that. We'll mail it directly to you. Uh, subscribers got it a week early last week. Uh, last year, rather. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast from Matt Step and I, where we just nerd out for an hour. Uh, we went like an hour and five this week. It's bad. You guys talk too much. We talk way too much. Uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete and our analyst, Greg Powers. All that, everything I just listed, all for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for one entire year. Makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Nature hotline. Go out west. Wester. Keep, keep, go- keep going. Keep going west. I'll tell you when to stop. Go west to El Paso County. Let's talk to the head coach of the team that is the talk of El Paso County. We are joined uh, by Ray Aguilar, the head coach of the San Elizario Eagles. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I, I, I got a story I got to share with you I'm guys. Right off the top. Here we go. So uh, so a, uh, last week I got a text message from Matt Stepp. Uh, I'm, and I, I want to apologize. Like I, I want to apologize. You know, I felt like I was at the front row of a Beyonce concert. <laughs> <laughs> and then hey, and then later this week I got uh, a text from you. And then it was like it was almost like Jay Z came out at the same concert, so I feel 
very honored to be uh, a part of your show. Come so on. thank you guys for having me. Well, listen, you I mean, we, we're not just calling anybody. We're calling you for a reason. <laughs> um, your Eagles are off to a 5-2 and two start. You guys haven't uh, – San Elisario is a team that hasn't won five games in a season since 1999. Uh, it's been a remarkable run. Um, I guess right now, how would you describe kind of the, the vibe around the program? Uh, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of energy. I think energy is sort of the key word. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's really not even around the program. It's around the entire community. Uh, I don't know how much you know about San Elzario, but it's a small city right outside of El Paso. Uh, and, you know, the, the community around here has just so, sort of embraced this season and, and has been so excited uh, for our guys, for our team. And, you know, so it's it's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement out here. It's a good time. You, you, you're in your first year there at San Elizario, and you've taken over. You took over a program that, uh, I mean, look, nobody's going to mistake for a powerhouse. That's just, a, you know, <laughs> the bottom line of it. This is a, a program that's really struggled. Um, uh, they were 0-10 last year, uh, you know, just 2-8 and the year before, haven't had a winning season. Uh, boy, since nineteen since that nineteen ninety nine season, uh, my question for you: You know, you were hired late. You come in in May to take over this job. Uh, what was step one for you? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, to, to run a marathon, you got to take that first step. What was step one for you when you arrived? You know, uh, when I, when I first got here, there was twenty seven kids on my you know first team meeting, uh, twenty seven kids and the whole program, and I knew that was going to be a big issue. So. The first thing I went to work on is sort of recruiting the hallways and finding, you know, which kids were interested in playing football or had any interest. Uh, kind of an interesting stat. We have 36 kids on our varsity roster uh, and 18 of those kids. So half of our roster have did not play football the year before. Uh, seven of them have never played football ever before. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, just kind of going and finding kids and then, of course, making the you know, my big thing is, you know, football isn't the most important thing in this program. Uh, you know, the kids are the most important thing. And so putting the kids first, you know, they kind of felt that they were important now and that they had, you know, a big say in the way or in the direction uh, uh, that we were trying to go. And, you know, when we did that, you can you could tell, you know, that the kids started coming out. They got excited and then just kind of the energy just picked up from there. Uh, we're talking uh, with Ray Aguilar, the head coach of the San Elizario Eagles here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, I want to go back to um, to week one because this was a build, and this was uh, you know a lot a lot of uh, the, the kids who were on the team last year hadn't experienced a win. Um, you guys go out and you, you take it to El Paso Riverside, a, a, a 26-7 win. Um, I'm real interested, what was, what was the, the feeling like after getting that, that first victory back in week one? Well, you know how I talked about earlier how uh, when Matt Steph texts me and then you text me and it was like a Beyonce Jay-Z concert, uh-huh. you know, that like times about 10, 15, 20, <laughs> you know, it was it was really exciting. And, and, you know, just to see some of the faces in the crowd, people were crying. I mean, it was a it was it was really a big deal. And, and you said it earlier in your show, uh, you know, San Eli hasn't experienced a winning season mm-hmm. since 1999. And that was the only season. Uh, you know, uh, that they've had sort of, you know, some success in football. And now for these kids to be able to experience that, like I said, our kids come first. And for them to be able to experience something like this right now, you know, it, it really means a lot. It's really a big deal for them. It's really exciting what you guys go, got going on out there. And, and, and you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you guys are rolling right now. Uh, but the thing that stands out to me, 
Well, your defense sure is playing with some edge. Your defense is, is flying around, playing, playing like it matters. Uh, you know, guys like Jose Correa have stepped up. Giovanni Fernandez has been great. You guys have picked off 11 passes uh, on the year, including six of them uh, from your senior defensive back, Jacob Lopez. Um, how would you kind of describe um, your defense, the, the style of defense and, and maybe the, um, the, the personality of your defense that's led you to this uh, hot start? Well, um, first of all, I got to give credit to my defensive coordinator. Robert Hededa has done a great job uh, kind of coming in. I knew him from way back when he was at uh, Kenyatillo High School, also in El Paso County School. But, you know, he, he's done a great job just motivating the kids, getting them excited. Uh, but, you know, the, the key word, I think, for our defense, and, and, and we've kind of embraced it as a team, is let's fly. Uh, that's kind of our team hashtag, if you will. And and that's exactly what we do on defense, man. Those kids fly around. They play hard. They play fast. Uh, and, and you know, that has made all of a world of a difference, I guess you could say, uh, for us defensively. Uh, offensively, you know, on the other side of the ball, you, you've got a number of playmakers, uh, guys who have really stepped up. But, uh, you know, to me, um, and, and by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it sure seems like it starts with your running game, that if, if the running game ain't going, then you guys ain't going. And, and, and Raymond... Acevedo has been excellent for you guys, creeping up on a thousand yards on the season. Uh, for those who may not know about this junior running back, what can you tell us about him? All right, so again, I got to give credit to my offensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, I was able to steal him from actually Riverside, uh, our first game. David Cortinas has done a great job of, uh, you know, kind of getting that offense together, and, and he's just been done a phenomenal job of, you know, coaching these guys up. Uh, but you know, Ray, you know, Ray's an awesome kid. Ray was the leader. Ray was kind of the guy when I got here my first day. They said, oh, you guys, you have to meet Ray. You know, he's a great kid, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so, I, you know, I go and I meet Ray and I talk to Ray. And he tells me, Coach, you know, you know, we're going to be pretty good this year. I think we can be good and, and we're excited and all that. He says, but, you know, our offensive line, you have to meet them. You know, those are the guys who kind of lead it for us. And those are the guys who do all the things. And so he's, he's definitely an unselfish player. Uh, which is, you know, which always, of course, makes it awesome uh, when you have a kid like that. Uh, and, and, you know, yes, our, our, our run game sort of, I mean, just like any other offense, I think, you know, run running the ball first is, you know, our, our first priority. Uh, but our passing game, you know, isn't, you know, isn't anything to sleep on either. You know, our kids mm-hmm. do a great job of, you know, or excuse me, Chris Olvetta, our quarterback, uh, you know, is a, is a returning starter from last year and being able to bounce back the way he has from, you know, going 0 and 10 as a junior to now, you know, 5 and 2 as a senior, uh, you know, that has really, really impressed me. So, you know, uh, yes, Ray, yes, Chris Olvera, but, uh, you know, of course, the, the, uh, all the love goes to our offensive line. You guys are taking a well earned bye week this week. I'm real interested from your perspective. Um, you know what you guys are hoping to accomplish this week. I know that it's uh, just it's, it's just a it's just a week with no game, you know. But it, it doesn't mean the work stops. What are you guys looking to accomplish in your bye week? Uh, we've actually been hitting the weight room pretty hard. Uh, it's somewhere you know that I think that we need to work on a little bit, especially going into the off season later on. Uh, is the weight room? Our our and you're going to kind of laugh at me, but. Uh, I've been meeting with the seniors every day, talking a little bit about leadership with them, uh, kind of career planning with them, um, and then also, you know, preparing to make sure they have their SATs, their FAFSA, and all that ready to go for for life after football. 
and then, you know, we have some cool things planned for our kids this week. Uh, today we did a little appreciation breakfast for our cheer and dance and band and all that. Uh, but it's really just getting back to, you know, the kids come first in our program and, and getting back to, you know, our core values, uh, you know, today is, is love and family and, you know, kind of showing appreciation for all of those who, you know, this football, yes, is, is a game, but it, it's also kind of an event that you put together. It, it, so, you know, it's not just us on Friday nights. It's our band. It's our cheer team, our dance team. Uh, you know, our, our trainers and all of our community just coming out and supporting us and helping us, you know, to, to be where we are today. Uh, next week, when you guys do resume play, you guys are going to take on uh, Clint in your in your district opener. Congratulations, by the way, on qualifying for the playoffs uh, with the four team district. <laughs> you guys, are, you guys tough. are in. It was tough, but we made it. It was tough, but you guys are in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you guys are, uh, you open district next week with Clint. Um, yeah. San Elzario hasn't beaten Clint since two thousand. Uh, it's been a <laughs> long time. Um, I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you look at what you're up against next week uh, against the Lions, what are you seeing? Well, you said it exactly right. Uh, Coach Martinez over there is doing a great job with the Lions, and they're going to be a lion of an opponent. Uh, you know, they're tough, and, and their record doesn't indicate, you know, how they're playing at all. They've played, you know, some really tough teams, um, and, you know, preparing them, you know, they're, they're, they're a wishbone team. And so, you know, anytime you have to go against the wishbone, you kind of like having the bye week before that game uh, because it does take a little bit more time to prepare for. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be tough. You know, our kids really have to, you know, play their best game and come out and play, you know, do their best uh, for us to go out there and get that win. But, you know, just like anything else, just like any opponent you prepare, uh, you do your best, you put in your best game plan, and, you know, you kind of hope for the best on Friday nights. One more question for Ray Aguilar, the head coach of the San Elizario Eagles here on Texas Football Today. Coach, you are a you're a third generation coach. You've you've bounced yeah. you've you've bounced around. Um, you know, you were at Klein Forest, you you know, before that you were in, in the Houston area, you were in Austin, you were on the staff uh, for Mac Brown at Texas, you were on Mike Price's staff uh, at uh, at at UTEP and, and you are an El Paso native. Uh, yes. with, with with all of that as the background, um, for you personally what has this 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 season so far um, been like for you? What has it been, uh, you know, for for from you for you from a personal perspective? Uh, it, it's special, you know. Um, my grandfather passed away this year, and so to be able to come out, you know, and and, and do what we've done, uh, you know, it, you got to kind of look. Uh, you know, beyond reality, you kind of look at, you know, he's obviously there helping me out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of great uh, mentors. I've worked with a lot of great coaches uh, over the, you know, in a, not only in Houston and, and Austin, but, you know, with Mac Brown, obviously is big. Uh, Mike Price was big, but my family, uh, my uncle, who's the AD actually at Clint ISD, Mm. Uh, and then, you know, my grandfather, my dad, all being coaches, you know, the, I've just kind of been around it my whole life. And, you know, if you ask Coach Brooks, who was my high school coach from Coronado High School, uh, he'll tell you Ray's kind of been planning to be a head coach his whole life. And uh, and it, it's no doubt there's there's some truth to that. I've always sort of planned for to be a head coach. And obviously you don't plan to not succeed. So. 
having a plan and, and just seeing it kind of working out exactly the way I wanted it to, you know, it means a lot personally. It means a lot. Well, it has been real fun to watch you guys. Uh, the San Elizario Eagles off to a 5-2 and two start behind their first-year head coach, Ray Aguilar Jr. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Coach Aguilar Jr. Coach, really appreciate your time. Again, congratulations on the, on the great start and all the success. Uh, enjoy your bye week, and best of luck next weekend down the road. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Go Eagles. There he goes, Ray Aguilar, the head coach. San Elizario Eagles. We, we have literally not had a reason to talk San Elizario football ever. Basically, you know what I mean. Like, uh, like, it's it's we we haven't, but but something has changed there. Something has a, a switch has flipped, and it's it's really remarkable to see what's going on out there. And in a program that, um, you know, you don't see you don't see going zero and ten to five and two. Right. I mean, and by the way, they've only got three more games. You know, and they'll, then they'll have a playoff game. Like they, you know, the, it, it's been it's been really really special to see what's going on out there at San Elizario, and and you can you can tell by talking to coach that he's prideful is, of that. The, yeah, he's proud of that, and he should be. Yeah. He should be. That whole town should be proud it's of that. Connecting with those kids really right off the bat. Exactly, and that's something that that you can't fake. And it's really, really cool to see what's going on out there at San Elizario. Uh, they have a bye week, and they take on Clint next week in, to open District 1-4A Division One play. So we appreciate Coach Aguilar hopping on with us. I te- this is 100% true. I texted him yesterday to say, hey, Coach, love to have you on the show. Uh, you know, tomorrow, would you, uh, would you be available? And he goes, yeah, I'd love to. I watched the show today. Did you get your phone fixed? I had to give him crap when I first called him and said, I appreciate you being concerned about well, that. We've got, <laughs> hey, man, we've got a brand. All right, I, we've got a brand, and that brand is this show is held together with bubble gum and, yeah. and duct tape. Yep. Yeah. That was actually one of the few good interviews you've ever done, Greg, and I was just <laughs> thankful that the computer didn't crash during it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like I've, us on of course, Facebook. jinxed it, by the way. It's going gonna, it's oh, gonna to happen absolutely It's absolutely happening die, now, right? Facebook.com like, yeah. slash Dave right. Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Huge week eight of Texas high school football on deck. Bunch of huge games, including probably the biggest small school game of the year. I think there's a big argument that, uh, at least from a district perspective, really excited about week eight of the Texas high school football season. I decided to go out there and predict a bunch of games for some reason. Here are the picks, my high school football predictions for week eight of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. The weather is cooling off, but the Texas high school football action is heating up in week eight. These are the picks. Welcome into the Picks, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Week 8 of the Texas high school football season is upon us, and district races are getting tight. There are playoff implications in pretty much every game across the state this week, which makes this one of the most fun weeks of the year. Big games all across the state. We start in the panhandle. 
7 o'clock Friday night at Wildcat Stadium in Canadian. It is a clash of 3A Titans as the Childress Bobcats visit the Canadian Wildcats. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Childress's defensive playmakers. You know, this is a Bobcats defense that does give up their fair share of yards, but when they need a big play, boy, they have a knack for it. They can come up with turnovers when they most need them. Linebacker Isaiah Darter is a ball hawk, not to mention their defensive back, Stephon Harris. This team is loaded with guys who are come up with the big play at at the big moment. Can Childress come up with a couple of defensive takeaways or will Canadian hang on to the football? Key number two, Canadian's running game. Yeah, I said running game. You know, when you think of Canadian, you think of throwing the ball all over the yard. They can do that. Quarterback Cason Cavalier and wide receiver Gage McCook form one of the best pass catch combos in all of 3A. But I think they need to run the ball in this game, have a semblance of balance to make sure that they keep this Childress defense off kilter. Running back Hayes Huffstetler is the bell cow for this running attack. Just a sophomore, he's got to have a big game in this one. Can Childress keep that running game grounded, or will Canadian get that balance that they need? And key number three, the historical edge. If you think history is an indicator of what we're about to see, then all signs point to Canadian in this one. They've won the last seven matchups of these two teams, including two meetings last year. Canadians won 30 consecutive district games. They haven't dropped a district matchup since 2012. And Childress has not beaten Canadians since 1999. That's before anybody who will play in the game this year was born. So everything's going Canadians' way. Can Childress rewrite the history books? Who am I picking? I'm going with Canadian. I think the Wildcats get the slight edge in this one, in part because of the historical aspect and in part because they're at home. I think that that matters in this one. Beyond that, I just think that right now their offense is hitting on all cylinders. I think that that loss a couple of weeks ago was a wake-up call. Now, Childress is more than capable of winning this game. In fact, I think they've got a fantastic shot to do so, especially if they can get a big game from their quarterback, Luke Latimer. But I think this game is close, but I think history repeats itself I think Canadian wins it. Let's go down to the Houston area. 7 o'clock Friday night at Winston Stadium in Friendswood. It's a 5A clash as the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks visit the Friendswood Mustangs. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Shadow Creek? Really? Yes, really. If you haven't paid attention to this first-year varsity program, they are rolling off to a 6-0 start. Their coach, Brad Butler, is doing a phenomenal job down there, but we knew that they would have athletes. Quarterback Jamarian George has been spectacular, a name you need to know. But this is kind of uncharted territory for them, as everything is. Every accomplishment they make is the first in school history. Can they keep the role going against a blue blood like Friendswood? Key number two, Friendswood's young stars. You know, they are the blue blood in this matchup with a first-year varsity program, but they've got a number of youngsters that are leading the way. Quarterback Luke Gurdon is just a sophomore, but he has really been special this year for the Mustangs. And then you add in a wide receiver in Christian Lee, just a junior, and a terrific defense led by their junior safety, Trey Mapp, and suddenly you've got a team full of underclassmen that's making some noise. Can those young stars in a critical district game step up big? And key number three, the Sharks' playmaking defense. There's a lot of reasons why Shadow Creek is off to a 6-0 start in their first varsity year, but I think a big reason is that they're taking the ball away. In six games, they have forced 13 turnovers. That is not something we see very often. Xavier Alford and Josiah Alvarez have been spectacular at flying to the football and taking it away. Can they come up with one or two stops, or will Friendswood win the turnover battle? Who am I picking? 
I'm going with Shadow Creek. I think that they keep their role going. Their quarterback, Jamarian George, has been great, and their defense has taken the ball away. But more importantly, I just think they're playing with such swagger right now. I think that they don't know they're not supposed to be doing something like this, and I think that's a big advantage for them. It's dangerous going on the road to Friendswood, and the Mustangs certainly have the playmakers to come up with the win. But for now, I think Shadow Creek stays perfect. Let's stay in Houston. 7 o'clock Friday night at Pridgen Stadium in Cyprus as Cy Falls takes on Jersey Village. So you remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about how Cy Falls versus Cy Fair was going to be for the district championship? So this is going to be for the district 17-6A championship for real, for real. And, and these two teams are built very similarly. They run the ball really well and they play fantastic defense. I think the edge here goes to Cy Falls because of their quarterback, TJ Goodwin. I think he makes one or two plays and pushes them over the top. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cub Stadium in Clifton. The Clifton Cubs welcome in the Lexington Eagles. This Clifton team is undefeated and rolling in large part because their quarterback, Mason Brandenburger, has been great. But really, this defense has been lights out. It'll need another big effort this week against Lexington, which has suddenly a very balanced offense. This freshman quarterback, Sheldon Springer, has stepped up in a big way. And not to mention, you knew they could run the ball with running back Speedy Cooper. I think this game is close. Probably comes down to one or two plays in the fourth quarter but I think I lean a little bit towards Lexington. 7 o'clock Friday night at Memorial Stadium in Hutto. It's an Austin area clash as the Hutto Hippos welcome in the Cedar Park Timberwolves. And look, there's no two ways around it. Cedar Park has absolutely owned Hutto forever. That's just the name of the game in this rivalry. And the Cedar Park team is rounding into form. Noah Morales and Ben Bell are stepping up to make this Black Rain defense look like a vintage Cedar Park team. But if Hutto's ever going to beat Cedar Park, it's this year. Everything is lined up. They're at home. They're coming off a bye week. They have the quarterback in Chase Griffin. They've got the playmakers in DJ Baptiste and Chuck Snubuco. This is the year. If Hutto will ever beat Cedar Park, it's going to happen Friday. And I think it's going to happen. Hutto beats Cedar Park. 7 o'clock Friday night at Pirate Stadium in Bellmead. It's a big-time 4A clash. As the Waco La Vega Pirates welcome in the Stephenville Yellow Jackets. This is a game we've had circled ever since realignment came out. We're really excited about this one. Even though there are four losses between these two teams, it has not lost any of the luster. And I think that the winner of this game is a bona fide 4A Division I state title contender. La Vega's really rounding into form. Running back John Richards has been fantastic, and the defense is starting to hit people in the way that you expect La Vega defenses to hit people. The the key for Stephenville's Chris Novak. Can he break off one or two big plays in the running game to loosen up this La Vega defense? I think it's close, but I think being at home matters. I think La Vega wins it. And one more game in the Houston area. 7 o'clock Friday night at Clay Stadium in Houston as the Strake Jesuit Crusaders welcome in the Pearland Oilers in a battle of unbeatens. And what a story Strake has been this year. Coach Clay Kubiak has really dialed up a fantastic offense with quarterback Michael Hansen and running back Michael Wiley. But the defense is going to need to come through against what's been a very hot Pearland offense. J.D. Head, the quarterback, has been sensational. Just a junior. And running back Jalen Benefield is, well, he's what we thought Jalen Benefield would be as a senior. I think this game has a chance to be a big shootout, but I think Pearland comes away with a win. But those are far from the only big games in week eight of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. Rio Hondo stays unbeaten with a win over Raymondville Giddings, gets by Belleville, and Price Carlisle takes down Alto. Granger beats Bremond. I think Dickinson stays unbeaten with a win over Clear Springs, and Midlothian Heritage gets by Athens. San Antonio Harlan, also in their first varsity year, they keep soaring with a win over Eagle Pass win, and I think College Station bounces back with a win over Magnolia. 
In another battle of unbeatens, I like El Paso Parkland over El Paso East Leta. Graham keeps their momentum going with a win over Bridgeport, and I like Converse Judson to take down Smithson Valley. Love Lady outmuscles Grapeland. Give me Colorado City to get past Idaloo, and I think Lubbock Estacado squeaks by Dalhart. Cedar Hill roars back with a win over Mansfield. Lakeridge Snyder takes down Midland Greenwood, and Liberty gets by Hampshire Finette. Bernie beats Pleasanton. Shiner takes down Weimer, and I like Wall to beat Jim Ned. Down south, I like Poth over Skidmore Tynan. Out east, I like Pleasant Grove over Gilmer, and up north, I like Brock over Whitesboro. In our six-man game of the week, I think Ira beats Spur, and back in 11-man, I think Stanford beats Winters. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week eight of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week eight of the Texas high school football season. Um, I will once again guarantee. Oh, here we go. You know what? I got two right. Two. I'm only saying that because I picked more games than usual. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I picked, like, seven more games than usual. Like I said, it's a good week. So, um, I'm actually, this is a random thing. Yeah. So, I, those who don't know, I edit that video and put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I went through your picks, and I was like, I think he's way off base on, like, three or four of these. Really? We'll, we'll see. Which ones? Ooh. We'll see. Fight, 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 <sighs> fight, fight. You can kill Canadian? Well, the one... No, that's not that surprising. I, I understand that. I'm just logic. going. That's, I, that's, that's a, a historical. That's a co- that's a coin flip type game that I'm yeah. giving the edge to Canadian because it's that's, at home and and they've owned. Them. That's a historical vote of confidence. Uh, the one that surprised me was Cedar Hill over Lake Ridge. Cedar Hill's been struggling lately. Lake Ridge has proven themselves against Desoto. I was a little surprised about that. I think last week was a hiccup for Cedar Hill. Now we'll find out. Right. Real real soon. But right. I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of the Um. Is this my pick sheet? It's not. I'd have to go back through them. But okay. all I will say is this was the first week where I edited it where I was kind of like, hmm, huh. not so sure about all these. Okay. That's fine. See? But. People say we, people say we, did, we agree too much probably, on the show. You probably got one, right? Probably got at least. Maybe two. I would say two. Maybe say two. two. Anyway. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. It is that most special time of the week. No one cares. When America comes together and no, unites. No, it doesn't. I, there's one person dissenting at least. It's free I got- money! <sighs> Free money for your bucky. My college football picks against the spread. A sensational week last week. <laughs> Seven and one. Don't care. Seven and one. Where are you at on the season? 40, 28, and one. This is so stupid. <laughs> 40, 28, and one. I got a 12 game. Coach. This is where it turns right here. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's time I'm gonna, for you to go in the. I'm gonna, go gonna the drop. Grapper. I'm gonna drop an O and nines. And, Let's yeah, go. Nine games. So o and nine. I'm here for it. <sighs> Good week. Let's keep the momentum going. Sending you the bad vibes. Max, what's our first you game? Jerk. <laughs> I like how we're starting with the only game that's interesting this week. It's the, we go in. We go in chronological order. All right. Well, that's another thing that's dumb about this segment. <laughs> Number nine, Oklahoma. Oklahoma taking on TCU. Eleven a.m. Saturday. The frogs are only seven and a half point dogs, which I guess assumes they won't turn the ball over six times like always. That's probably what they're guessing. Um, I I don't like this matchup for TCU. 
um, for a number of reasons. First and foremost, the offense continues to be a problem. And I know that Oklahoma's defense is not exactly a world beater, Mm -hmm. but I think that it's a better defense than Tech's. Sure. And Tech held them in check. Uh, be like they're gonna like TCU is gonna have to score twenty eight points to have a chance in this game. Yeah, and that's probably not going to be enough. Twenty eight's not going to be enough. For the other side of the ball, um, as good as this TCU defense is, like this off this Oklahoma offense is coming off a loss and a bye. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're mad and they're they, rested. Exactly right. <laughs> that, that's a bad combination. I like Oklahoma in this one. I'm going to take Oklahoma minus seven and a half. What do you think, Ish? Yeah, I, I, I don't see a case for TCU to mm-hmm. cover this. Like, Oklahoma's going to run all over them. I, I, I have a bad feeling about this one. Yeah. I have a bad feeling. There's too much right. Like, like you mentioned, Oklahoma coming off a loss, off a bye. They're mad. They're rested. They're going to want to be vindicated. Mm-hmm. Like Ruffin McNeil is going to want to prove himself as a coordinator now. Like again, it, it just keeps coming back to the the TCU offense, which I just don't think is reliable enough to to yeah. to put your money on. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go with Oklahoma minus seven and a half. What's next, Max? Maybe that means that this is just going to be one of those weird ones that like, Maybe makes no sense. Yeah. It, it, that's 100 percent possible. I don't know. I have no idea at this point. Mm-hmm. Let's get even less interesting. Mm-hmm. Houston, the Cougs. Traveling up to Maryland to take on Navy. 2.30 p.m. Saturday. The Cougs are 13-point favorites. They might do more than that. I don't know. Yeah, I got to tell you. like, I think that everybody kind of looks at Navy, and they assume that it's the same team every year. Yeah, it's not. This is a bad Navy team. This is a this is a pretty underwhelming Navy team, and I don't just say that because I'm an Army guy. Go Army, beat Navy. But Monk and I've, um, go Navy beat Army. Uh, but I would say that that the Sir. thing the thing that stands out to me, the thing that stands out to me is that this Navy defense is hot garbage. Sorry. This Navy <laughs> defense is hot, hot, hot garbage. And you want to talk about like I don't think Houston's a perfect team. I think they're probably better than they've shown. And I think they're rounding into form. But the one thing they've always had is that offense is hitting on they're all cylinders. And uh, I know Navy's going to run that triple option, but you think that triple option is going to play with Ed Oliver? I don't. I'm going to go with I, – I think Houston covers it. I think Houston uh, – I'm going to take Houston minus 13. Well, Houston's defense hasn't been good this year, but Navy's offense hasn't been the triple no. option machine that we've seen this year. It's just, it's just fine. It's like, been fine. Yeah. It hasn't been as effective, and I think this – it's hard for me to say Houston's defense has been bad, so Navy's going to run all over them because it's always such a weird thing when you play yeah. against triple option teams. I think that Houston has the athleticism to be able to contain it. They have the trump card in Ed Oliver, mm-hmm. and so I think that he's going to disrupt some stuff in the middle. And, I, yeah, Houston's offense is going to light this team up. <laughs> the, the, the defense, I think, is also trending in a positive way. Right. Uh, they were very good against uh, Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were Good against Tulsa. They were great last week against East Carolina. I think they keep that going. I like them. Uh, I like Houston at minus 13. And, uh, thir- 13? Is that what it was? Is it 13? 13, yeah. Houston minus 13. What's next, Max? Let's head to my favorite city. Let's go to New Orleans. Louisville? Oh, oh. Louisville. No. No, not Louisville. Let's go to New Orleans. I'll ride along with the ponies. 2.30 mm-hmm. p.m. Saturday. Where they're going to take on the Tulane Green Wave. My wife's alma mater. Ponies are only seven-point dogs. We got this. Uh, this is punch and range. This is maybe the toughest game to call. It is. Um, because SMU, I think, is trending in a positive way. They're getting better. Um, I think that they're trending in a positive way. Both these teams are coming off of buys. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, even that loss to UCF, I think you just kind of said, okay, well, that's, that's kind it's of UCF. you expected it. Um, 
but the, maybe you know, I think that things are, are turning better. This Tulane team is weird. This mm-hmm. Tulane team doesn't necessarily do anything great, especially offensively, but they just kind of do enough. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of they're, they're in a lot of games. They're in a lot of games. My question is, can SMU take advantage of what is a wounded and not very good Tulane offense? A Tulane offense that doesn't throw the ball well pretty much at all. Um, they have to run the ball, including with Corey Dauphine. Remember him? Port Arthur mm-hmm. Memorial? Um, I would, I've got Tulane written here. Tulane minus seven. Maybe being at home helps. I don't know. This is the toughest one to call for me. Um, I'm going to... I'll be a homer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. SMU in the points. I'm gonna be a homer. I think SMU gets it done on the road. You're asking bad to do good. I know I am. But uh, but either way, I'd, I'd be asking them to do. I'd rather have the points on my side then yeah. because it's two bad teams. Um, okay. I'm gonna take SMU plus seven. What's next? Right. Or I'm sorry. No, I'm definitely think. going with Tulane. I Are you? I can't trust this SMU team. Okay. Uh, basically, it comes down to to me. Does Willie? Do I think Willie Fritz has his team at least knowing what they want to do on offense? You know, it, it's they're, mm-hmm. they're struggling to do it, but I think Willie Fritz has a better hold of Tulane in general than Sonny Dykes uh, right okay, now. Okay, you convinced me. I'm going no, back. I'm going to no, take you. No, no, I'm no, taking no, Tulane. No, 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 you convinced me. That's a compelling no, argument. No, it isn't. That's a compelling <laughs> no, argument. Don't listen to me. Listen. <laughs> Stick with your gut. I'm taking Tulane minus seven. <laughs> What's next, Max? This is mine. Like I said, I don't feel any good about it. I feel terrible I'm about that I'm on the pick. Fritz train here. I'm gonna, I'm, I agree. I'm going to go with Willie Fritz. I'm gonna Professional take and seasoned picker Greg Tepper. <laughs> Resolute <laughs> in all of his calls. Just feeling great. Yep. <laughs> feeling great. Well, we'll make this one easy for you. Mm. UTEP's heading to Ruston, 2.30 p.m. Oh, Saturday, man. where the Miners are 24-and-a-half point dogs. So the literally the only thing that gives me pause about this, literally the one thing is 24-and-a-half. Right. Sure. That's a big line. Uh, for example, um, S&P Plus has this as a 20-point game. But they also, right? what did they, they did 28 on UTSA last week? Yeah, they did 20, or the 31. And, and and Logic says UTEP is worse, right? Yeah, and they're at home. Yeah, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech. That's... <sighs> I'm, gotcha. We're, I'm, gonna, we're messing with your brain today. No, I'm, I'm taking Louisiana Tech. The only thing, again, the only thing that gives me pause. Louisiana Tech isn't great, by the way. They're not some world beater. But they are a competent offense and a f- okay defense. Um, you know, I'd love to see UTEP really surprise me and, and continue this, this role that they've, they've relatively speaking, uh, that they've been on. Basically, coming off of a bye, um, they've been close in their last three games. Maybe they can keep it close, but I also think they're going on the road, and that's bad news. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say they're gonna cover. Oh, because like they. I mean, UTEP knows how to sling the mud. Like, oh, you think they, they can just muck this thing? Yeah, out? Yeah, like they make like this thing real ugly. In the past couple of games, like we last week's game against uh, 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 North or two weeks ago, yeah, the game North against Texas. North Texas. We looked at the final score. We're like, really? Yeah, that was it. And then yeah. UTSA, we kind of did the same thing. I was like, oh, they're still around. They can muck it up. Don't switch your pick. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> But they, I think they're going to throw some mud. They're going to make things weird. And you, LaTeX a really weird team. Yeah, I don't know. Week I to can week, see, I can see them laying egg for I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to go with them. Okay, go with but them I'm going to I'm going to take Louisiana Tech minus twenty four and a half. What's next, Max? I've gone with all favorites so far. You have. Good luck with that. This one should make you should be pretty easy. I think mm-hmm. all the things are are in place yes, for this. I agree. Kansas coming to the South Plains. Take on Texas Tech two thirty p.m. Saturday. Tech. 20-and-a-half-point favorites. Boy, if they don't beat that. This is a Tech team, or I'm sorry, this is a Kansas team that 
at one point wasn't terrible. Right. <laughs> they appear to have regressed back to terrible. Um, they fired their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a, they're on a bye week, but I just don't I don't I don't see how they keep this thing close. I think Tech should win by three touchdowns. That's basically what you're saying. Can they beat right. Kansas by three touchdowns at home? Is Bowman back? Uh, that I don't know. That'll be interesting, right? Because uh, I'd feel even better about it. Yeah, if Bowman, Bowman was QB. back. Yeah. Uh, according to a Google search, um, needs more time to make return. Well, I mean, you'd also don't have to play him in this one, and you'll still win it. Correct. But do you trust Jed Duffy to lead that offense I to so. a yeah. three touchdown win? I think that. I, I think, think so. That. I think I, I mean, trust he, the defense. I mean, Fair. he put up th- he put up how many thirty four? He'll put up thirty four yeah. on West Virginia. The yeah. other the I other underrated that. thing about Tech is that we're, they're really good in special teams. They're a really good special teams team, um, and Kansas is not. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Tech minus twenty. I wouldn't be surprised if. I mean, I'm, I'm picking Tech. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas has a little bit of a jump because mm-hmm. teams usually do that when they fire a coordinator or something. They have that one week spike, maybe. But Doug Meacham was probably just a fall guy for what's inevitably yes, going to come. But, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, no, Jet Duffy shouldn't have a problem putting up points against this uh, Kansas defense. What's next, Max? Oh, boy. The games just keep getting more interesting. It would be a miracle if anyone's watching by the end of this show. UTSA going to Hattiesburg, 6 p.m. Saturday. The Roadrunners, 17.5-point dogs. This is a southern – this is such a bad matchup for UTSA because the – like, do we all agree UTSA's offense is terrible? Yes. Southern Miss's defense is pretty good. It's pretty good. They – I mean – even even last week, I know that it didn't like the final score didn't indicate it against North Texas. Yeah, but they were that's a pretty good defense. I mean, they held Auburn to twenty four points. It's pretty good. They they have a good chance of shutting out UTSA. Now the offense isn't great. The offense is 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 pretty below average. Uh, you know, Jack Abraham. They're basically entirely relying on Jack Abraham, their quarterback, making plays, and he's pretty good. But I don't know. This is a this is a weird game to call. But I am going to go with the home team here. I like Southern Miss minus seventeen and a half. I think they covered that. Another favorite that I'm going with. Um, but, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I, d- I don't think UTSA can score enough. That's the thing. They, we, we this game we really might be Tech. 21 nothing. We mentioned La Tech being whatever. UTSA put up three against them. I know. Like, it's, mm. yeah. And no. this is a much better defense right. at home. Right. I, I like Southern Miss my 17 and a half. What's Same. next, Max? Oh, sorry. I we got to do this. Eh, you know. <laughs> I still got to play football, I guess. Texas State's heading to Louisiana as well this weekend, taking on Monroe, 6 p.m. Saturday. The Bobcats, 11-point dogs. That's They they can do this. That's what Texas State's going to cover this. Okay. Oh, here it is. Texas Let's State. go. I was going to go with that. I you can gonna, go first. I was gonna, no, go no, no, go no, first. no, 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 no. Go ahead. We go to, we Ishmael, we go to yeah. our Texas State correspondent, Ishmael Johnson. Texas State has three games on the schedule where they should be within double digits. Theoretically, in my opinion, this is one of them. This is probably the last game they could win. Actually, no, next week will be. But I think this will be competitive. He said literally everything I was going to say. <laughs> okay, that was easy. I, I, like, tech, three, I like Tech, tech State plus in 11. panic mode. Yes. Trust me, Tech State's in panic mode. They have three games on the schedule. This one, New Mexico State mm-hmm. and Georgia State. After that, you get the buzz saw the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. And so these next three weeks are going to be huge. I really think this is one of the weeks where... I think they cover. Uh, yeah, I think they definitely cover. I like I like Texas State plus 11. What's next, Max? Let's drink more sadness. Rice <laughs> is going to play Florida International, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. The Owls, hoot hoot, 23.5 point dogs. Did you see my tweet? My wife was watching it, and she was watching the UAB game with me, and she uh, said, oh, no, boo hoot. 
Oh. <laughs> I was like, Tep Wife. Pretty good. Whoa. Pretty good. Dropping bombs. Pretty good. Here's the sad thing is that Florida International is not awesome. No, that's the other thing. Yep. They're just not very good. You but... want to know the score of this game last year? Yeah, I do. 13 to 7. How about you? Slobber I just, I cannot. I just can't trust. I also, we also don't know what the status of Emmanuel Sukba is. We yeah. also don't know what the court status Stankovic, of quarterback yeah. st- uh, Sean Stankovic is. I cannot trust a Rice team on the road to do anything. Nope. Like I just, I can't do it. I that like tw- again, twenty three and a half is super rich for a team that is not very good yeah. in FIU. But I just, I cannot bring myself to. to, to Trust Rice. I'm going to go with FIU minus 23 and a half. Same. Yeah, yeah, you said everything. Tough. Finally, Max. I think that's one of those ones, though, where you just sit there and you go, what? None of this makes sense. I by know. hook or by crook, they'll cover. Mm-hmm. You know? that's yeah. That might be the weird one there. I don't know. And now we start with a might be a good game, and we are back to a might be a good game. It's North Texas. Yeah. Going to Birmingham, playing UAB, 6.30 p.m. North Texas, a one-point so this game, by the way, let me pull up the, the latest. I know this game has moved, but we will stick with this original line, which was uh, North Texas is a one Where does it favorite. move to? Let me see. I think it's the one up. Is it? Let me see. I want to make sure we're, we're being entirely honest here because I pull, these, I pull these, these lines on, like, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, now Tex- this has moved two and a half points. Oh. Actually, North Texas is a one and a half point dog now. Whoa. But, but we, will, we will operate under, which is technically, I think, what? I'm going to take North Texas. It doesn't matter, right? No. You're picking it's, a winner. It's, it's, That's it's what pick, you're doing it's here. Picking a winner. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a really fun game, and and I think that you know UAB. I know that we we just kind of piled on Rice last week because they were just totally inept. Right. But this 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 UAB defense is really good, and they're going to test North Texas. Um, their pass defense is really Their good. pass defense is excellent. It's up to the running game, I think, to to really get something going because their run defense is fine. In fact, they they take, they do tend to give up a fair number of big runs, mm-hmm. so it's going to be up to this North Texas running defense uh, and or running offense to to get going. Their offense is nothing special. Uh, I think that the North Texas defense should be able to turn them over a couple times. I believe in the main green. I think North Texas goes on the road and wins it. Uh, I don't care what the line is. It's it's picking. It's a, essentially yeah. a pick them. Yeah. I'm gonna go with North Texas. I think they win this game. I think so too. I think UAB's offense is also really awesome. They can they're really balanced as well. I mm-hmm. think this is gonna be a fun game, but. Yeah, I, basically, I like North Texas. Just, I mean, my guts, can, can my make, guts like North Texas. A, can they make enough big plays with their playmakers against a really yeah. good defense? And mm-hmm. I think they can. You know, we, me and Shahan yeah. talked about it yesterday on his podcast, Texas uh, Republic of Football. Plus, subscribe, subscribe right now on iTunes. Uh, they have more playmakers, Guyton, Bussy, those guys. Mm-hmm. I still expect those guys to have a big game. I agree. So those are my free money picks. I like Oklahoma minus seven and a half at TCU. I like North Houston minus thirteen at Navy. I like Tulane minus seven. At home against uh, SMU, I like Louisiana Tech, kind of, minus 24 and a half. <laughs> uh, at home against UTEP, I like Texas Tech, minus 20 and a half at Kansas, or at home against Kansas. I like Southern Miss, minus 17 and a half at home against UTSA. I like Texas State, plus 11 at Louisiana Monroe. I like FIU, minus 23 and a half at home against Rice. And I like North Texas, uh, minus one, I guess is what we're going with, minus one uh, at UAB. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, lots of love for the uh, pre-show uh, split-screen experience. Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna test that out. Let's know what you think. Yeah, we'll just do that. We'll get uh, we'll get all of our nonsense out of the way before the show starts, and now people can stop complaining about us not talking about football. Whatever. 
Uh, shout out to uh, Coach Schultz at Splendor. No. He's in the house again, and he says, "Come out and see Big Red." Look, they hung what eight thirty, eight hundred thirty yards. He's excited of about his offense, and he's got every reason Ooh, to believe they that eight hundred thirty yeah. yards. Of, they ran for like six hundred yards yep. on Livingston last week. Yep. That's Nuts. pretty good. Shout out to Samuel DeLeon and Tommy Hayes, two of our photographers in the house today. Yeah. Uh, Mazale says uh, Tepper almost went 100% last week. I'm saying he needs to plan something big, maybe make Max say nothing but nice things to Greg for an entire Monday I, show. I could, I, there's not no enough, one wants there, that. There's no not enough, and that. there's not enough money in the world that I could give him to make him do that. That's yeah. true. Like, I couldn't, like, if, if, we, made, if we made that bet, if we made that bet and then it happened, you would just not pay up. Right. <laughs> We've right. met. Right. Right. <laughs> I would, I would. There is a chance that if 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 all things were equal, I would just be like, "What if I just paid you a hundred dollars to shut up about it and never say it again?" And you'd be like, "I'll take that money." Be like, "Okay." <laughs> be right? like, "My wife would want me to take the money." Yeah, you got a you got a kid on the way. You'll take uh, every yeah, little dollar right. I got. Uh-huh. Right? That's easy. Uh, can we talk about the love for Ishmael in the comments? Oh yeah, there's like uh, many right. members of Ishmael's extended family have uh, infiltrated <laughs> our comments and are very excited to see him on the screen. Listen, I, didn't somebody say Ishmael's the, the, their favorite part of the show? It's really the. I um, may or may not know who that person is. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Mine too. <laughs> right, we all we're all in agreement. Ishmael's the, the best power part ranking of the show. is the power ranking uh, on this show is Ishmael a gap and then in some order <laughs> Max and I. Yeah, it's, no, definitely Max and yeah, yeah, it's not tough but fair. I. Uh, I do want to attempt to speak reasonably to the Astros fans in the comments. Uh, oh, here we go. You can just turn off my mic. No, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Here because for it. Talk, talk king. I'm just going to throw out what my coaches my, uh-huh. my coaches, and what my dad would always say to me when I would complain about what an umpire did. Let's say the game goes the other way, right? Go off, king. And the Astros win 10-8. 10-8, right? We 10-8. say 10-8. Yeah, okay. And I sit there and complain about the ump call. My pitching staff still gave up. An obscene number of runs for a playoff game. Like, bottom line, like, if it were me, I'd be like, look, asking our offense to score more than eight runs is a lot. Maybe our pitching needs to be better. All I'm saying is, like, getting hung up on one umpire call, just going to make you angry. It's not, like, really, your pitching needs to be better. If it were me and it was reversed, I'd be sitting there going, our freaking bullpen needs to be better. How confident right now, uh, we'll get out of here, but how confident right now are you in a Red Sox series victory? Is I'm, this 50-50 now? I'm up to 50-50 Yeah, now. you're up to 50 I was convinced the they Astros... Got Verla- they got Verlander game five and game seven. Yeah, I was convinced the Astros were going to roll through this really easily, and they all still terrify me. Mm-hmm. Like last night, Bregman was terrible the whole game, and then like he comes up and you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. right yeah. against Kimbrell. And I would love it if the Red Sox would... Stop pitching Kimbrel more than three outs. Mm-hmm. Would love it. I don't see why it's necessary. Last night they let Barnes throw to one batter and then just took him out, and he was great. Curveball was working. Heat was there. So you're up to you're up to a coin flip. Is what you're I'm up to a coin flip. I'm still like I'm still fifty fifty. If like if the Astros win this one tonight easily, like dominant, I'm be like oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Because I hate playing them at Fenway. I hate it. Like they're just gonna bomb you out of the building. It yeah. would have to be. It would have. They'd have to like. And you'd have to win in six. You'd have one shot at it because right. in seven, like, Verlander, it's not. It's not like your happen. logic in this situation goes. Uh, you know, uh, oh, I just got to win one out of three. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to do. Just got to win. And I, if they don't win the one tonight, then I start getting real nervous. Yeah, and then you got a whole bot because like sales. Sales got some weird food poisoning bug. Mm-hmm. Like he's supposed to pitch in six, but like he's not feeling great. Like he had to be hospitalized. Like everything. 
lines up terribly if they don't just finish it tonight, yep. I feel like. So, anyway, anyway, that's a look inside of Max's out Anyway, st- stop whining. Stop whining. Pitch better. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Max, for Ish, I'm Greg. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.